So there's a different shira for everybody here's from different shira. Yeah. The holy shiva has lunch during this time. Is that generally? Yeah, yeah. yeah. generally. All, all the yeshiva program. Watch it. There are many swarm that I've wanted over the years to learn with have never enough time in shul and it needs to be a certain ruach that allows for such swarm to be learned together. There's one particular sefer, this one. Mimayne Yeshua, Mayone Yeshua. The sefer says Mimayne Yeshua. In the sefer says Mayone Yeshua. Because it's Yeshua. That's the Ikat Yeshua. For one of the great, great, great Sadiqim, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe Chalab Zechitzad of Koshlev Rachel, who is considered by most, as you know, to be Rav Kook's biggest talent. He was an embodiment of all of the best that Yerushalayim has. He contained within him all of the different, all of the different strains of chesidus and the kushim of Yerushalayim, and a great makubal, a goyin oylam, his swarm and halacha, swarm and halacha, beautiful, profound. And he was and he was accepted by all the Chugim in Yerushalayim at a time when there were hardly two neighbors that were talking to each other. to have in the yeshiva a grandson. He should love and be Rabbi Chalav. The Swarman not learned so much. In Etzisrael, of course, more. In Chutzlars, could be this is the first. Kabura like this could be. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know that there's an Crap. app. I don't know if there's any app to, to tell us where there's next. Uh, May Maram Shear is. I don't know. I don't know. But look, when we started in the shul, whatever that was, 15 years ago, to learn Rav Kook, to learn Shuva, Now there's much more. But I, back then, uh, I didn't really hear of Rav Kook that was being learned in, in, in America. The emphasis is that there needs to be a certain matzav ruach. That's an Eretz matzav ruach to enter into these from. Is there anybody here that, had, that didn't go to Yeshiva you all Did you all go to Yeshiva Nets as well? Okay. So, it needs, a, it needs a, at least, at least, those who are there and are longing to return can learn these from Rav Gakim Moshe. The Lashon is somewhere in between Rav Kook and normal Hebrew. <laughs> it's in between. It does have some of the poetry and it can make you a little crazy. And sometimes so I'll tell you off, offhand. I'll, uh, I, by, before I've cooked, some of you have been to the shiurim. I always say I'm just trying. I don't know this is what he's saying. I would say here that there could be a little bit more confidence, but there's always I reserve a little space to say I don't know. We're just working on it together. So why why learn the sefer? Why not just why not pick something that's safe territory? No, he just walk together on the solid ground because there's Mashiach's tire. We're going to be getting ready for Mashiach. We're learning Mashiach's tire. This Sefer 
Mimayna HaYeshua, the Sefer, is entirely about Golos Angula. It's entirely about Sipili Yeshua, longing for salvation as a, as a nation, as a people, and as individuals. Remember that Rabbi Yaakov Moshe was a complete and total Baki. In besides Shas, Zoya Kodesh, Sifi Machshavit, Sifi Chsidis. And he was Makusha Bleva Benefesh to Rav Kook. Therefore, everything that we're going to learn is, is under that Hashra'ak, where you feel Rav Kook and you see Rav Kook in the words. But the Maila is that. He does bring it more down to earth so that people like us can, can, can learn it. Because with Rav Kook, it's always it's always always just trying to jump and to pick something from Rav Kook from the sky and to try to take a bite. And Rabbi Yaakov Moshe brought it into the world. Still hard. What we can gain from this is to be Jews that, that are in the meantime stuck in Chutzlaris, but can but can breathe the air of Yerushalayim a little bit with this, and to learn a lot about ourselves, a lot about the generation we're living in. Rabbi Yaakov Masha didn't li- didn't live such a long time ago, and yet everything we're going to be learning sounds like he it sounds like he's here this minute, Mamish this minute. <coughs> I would for those I, I don't know if you're going to be able to continue with the limud if you're going to want to continue but if you do it certainly would be kedai to get the safe and not to learn from sheets I, I don't like the whole it's good once in a while if you need something but as a seder it's nice to have the safer they're not so easy to get in New York um, I'm sure Rabbi Chalak could arrange it <laughs> ask him for the from Mimayna Heshua the first chalak of Meimar was Mimayna Heshua well there's Lacham Abiyum but the Meimar Mimayna Heshua to figure out from how we can get from the family or from the yeshiva to order whoever wants and to have one person will take a chvayis well not now because now it's we have the yontif we'll see what's doing here we're just going to start it I could have done something for Rosh Hashanah for Rebecca but I dafka wanted to start the sefer. I don't want to put it off anymore it's before Rosh Hashanah we have to begin to learn so let's start we'll try to get a little bit it's also <clears throat> divided into relatively small prakim most of the prakim Hopefully, we could really do it in a shir. We could do a parak. Now it's a little bit... We might not be able to finish this, but... And they're self-contained. In other words, even if you miss one, that doesn't mean you're not fine with the next one. The best thing is, of course, a hamshach, but you could understand each parak on its own. Our entire way of understanding the inyin of tzipiyah. Tzipiyah means when you're looking forward to something. It means when you're looking at something from a distance, like the city of Tzfas. And the VM are called Tzofim, called Tzofayich, not so called, called Tzofayich. Chazal tells us that when we come to the next world at 120, we're asked, Tzipisli Yeshua. Did you look forward to? Did you anticipate? Did you long for salvation? For the salvation of Am Yisrael? And for your own personal salvation, were you among those who are mitzapim the Yeshua? We tend to 
look at that as something which is passive, not active. Meaning, there's something that's going to be at some point in Hashem in the future, in time. There's going to be something in time. I look forward to it. I hope I'll be able to live and be there when that happens. That's a very, very chitzayinistic way of seeing, of understanding tzipiyah. It's not a Jewish way of understanding what it means. According to the Torah, in order for the event to take place, and even in order to accelerate the taking place of that great cataclysmic event, there's now a void that's called Tzipiyah. In other words, Tzipiyah is not a passive, it's not a passive um, dream of something better in the future. Tzipiyah is a proactive avayda of a Jew to make it happen. We can't force Hashem's hand. We're human beings, we're boss of Adam. But Hashem created the world in such a way where I don't want to say everything depends, but a lot depends on our CPIs, on our hopes, on our dreams, and our expectations. Hashem Hashem's made the world in such a way. With through our longing for things, we can make them happen. We could, we could bring them to us. Instead of just dreaming of when we'll get to them, we could dream in such a way where we bring them to us. It's a remarkable thing. It's a miraculous thing. But it's true. Hashem has made, made the world in such a way. Tzipisili Yeshua, the tzipia, the longing, is a very, very powerful, proactive, creative avoda of a Jew. It's not stop to want something and to wait for. As a people, we're impatient. And and we have to do what we can. Individually, as individuals, as a people, to change things. This safer is about how we can do that. And it's about understanding the way things are and understanding the difference between the way things are and the way things could be. So we're going to be learning a lot of remarkable, remarkable things about Golas and Gula, about Edge Israel. The whole second part of the safe is all about Edge Israel. Understanding it's a silly thought. In order to want something, you have to know what it is. If a person, if a person never tasted a steak, we never had any spirits, and he can't go around his whole life saying, "Oh, my challenging for some spirits." How do you know? You never ate any spirits. What do you mean you would like to have some spirits? Someone tells you, I, "I, I would love to see China." It means maybe he saw some pictures, he read some history, but if he doesn't know anything about China, he never saw a picture, never heard about anything, he just goes around saying, "I can't wait to get to China." He's a Michigan. The Bidichu asked this question. It's not my question. Kedusha Slavi asked. The whole Indian of Tzipis of the Yeshua. The Bidichu asked, what does it mean when he's saying, What does it mean that we're longing, we're waiting for Mashiach? How could you long for something that you don't know? Again, 
if you once met a person, you really like the person, then you could long to meet the person again. If you once had something and you lost it, you could long for it. But if you never had anything, then what are you talking about? What does it mean you're longing? What kind of a longing is that? Stavaditchva says that we did once have it. By Marmon Hasinai, Hakash Baruch opened up, as Chazal tells Hashem, opened up the heavens, and He showed us, He showed us, Ein Oymulvad, Atahareis Ladas. Atahareis Ladas, the Virginal Mamas showed us the truth. He showed us what it could be like. He showed us what we could be like. It was for a short while, but He showed us. And then he closed it up. Ever since then, it's possible for us to long for salvation. We once had it. We once we were there. We saw it. And because we saw it once, we want to have it back. And the only reason we've stopped wanting that is because the grind of gullus has gotten to us. And sometimes a person becomes so caught up the opposite of Atari Sadaz that he stops feeling any interest alone because so much time has passed and become preoccupied with other things. This safe is about coming back to that longing. That's what the safe is about. I've learned it many times by myself, but it's pretty lonely to do it that way. So that's why I'd like to do it with you. Let's begin. Sadi begins with it with an astonishing thing. Those who have learned this form a little bit might have heard this in different context. Rabbi Akamisha says, the value. The erich, the value of the longing for salvation, erich shall hatzipi Yeshua, who yoiser elyon is more exalted, is higher, who yoiser elyon is more exalted, meha erich shall gilu Yeshua atzma than the value of the Yeshua itself. Now, when you hear that, you might get depressed. It's like, what do you mean? What's that about? When I, the longing that I have is more chosher than what I'm going to get. So if a person's longing, if a person's longing to, to, to make a million dollars, it's chalashim to make a million dollars. Is that more valuable to him than the million dollars? Could be. It could be. Even in things of gashims, it could be. It could be that when he gets the million dollars doesn't ever add up to the longing for the million dollars. I'll give you another example. We see Svasambis and other Svarim. There's a certain greatness that Erusin has, engagement has, even in a certain way, higher than Nisun, than marriage itself. 
by the Tamri of Hashem, we see another thing. That the Hachan of a Mitzvah, in certain ways, is more Choshev than the Mitzvah. I'm not saying in Halacha, of course. But the Hachan of a Mitzvah. Rabbi Leibel Eger Schusi, he used to prepare the entire day. He was a mile also. He used to prepare the entire day to, for the bris with all kinds of achanas, and the actual bris itself, he used to be sandik and mile together, he would throw the talus over his head, the whole thing was 10 seconds, he was finished. Take the kid. All day long, he was making achanas. Caused the whole controversy in Europe at the time. With things written against him because... Of course, it's a reason he's supposed to do the bris as early as possible. Rabbi Leib would make the bris right by Shkia. So it was a whole tumult. Okay, he had a good family that came to his defense. <laughs> All the ciphers came to his defense. The Agus and the ciphers, you, know, you don't mess with them. <laughs> so they came to his defense. But there was, there was a big machlaikas. The Hachana took him all day. That's the engagement. The actual, the actual mitzvah was terrifying. <clears throat> This Ritvar in Sukkah talks a little bit about the Indian Bechaz Amitzis. Sounds like this. But the Tzipili Yeshua, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe says, the longing has something in it that makes it greater than the Yeshua itself. That's not to detract from the Yeshua. Just like it's not to detract from having a million dollars, nor is it to detract from being married. But there's a certain Akuda that the hachana has, the longing has, the waiting has. There's a certain element there that makes it even greater than the having. Shekain ha-Yeshua, he built his soifas. V'l'olam lo-yegil al-kitza. A longing is infinite. A longing is infinite. But when you get to something, then it becomes finite. It becomes tangible and finite. Whatever is tangible, whatever is finite, in a certain way, is doomed. From the moment that it becomes finite, it begins its descent. But the longing for something comes from a place that's infinite. The wanting, the emotions, the imagination, and so on, is not constricted by time or space, nor does it suffer as a result of time. It could become more intense as time passes. It could become more intense. Anything that's in this world, just like from the moment that we're born, we're beginning to die. It's a depressing thought, but that's the Matthias. The cells begin to the cells begin to, to degenerate and the beginning of life is the beginning of the process of death. We usually don't think about that until you know, middle age or something. But that's that's the mitzvah. The longing is forever. It's ain't safe. He built his It doesn't come, doesn't have an end. It has, of course, when the Yeshua arrives. But in the world of the Tzipiyah, Rabbi Yaakov is saying, in that world of the Tzipiyah, 
all of the infinite light of, of creation is contained in that Sipiyah. He called Gilu Yeshua because when the when there's a gilui of the Yeshua, in other words, when the, when the Yeshua actually begins to unfold, whatever that might be, there's a longing for someone that you love to get better, somebody who's sick, you're longing to get better. So when the salvation begins to unfold, ki gilui Yeshua, eno el chelik Yeshua. The gilui of the Yeshua is only a chelik of the Yeshua. It's not the entirety. It can't possibly be. And even when the person's entirely better, and is feeling great. So you could say the Yeshua is now complete. Oh, the person has the rest of his life to live. That's part of the Yeshua. It's not just alive this day that the doctor said, okay, you're okay now. You're out of danger. There's another 40 years, 50 years. So the Gilui of the Yeshua, the revelation of the Yeshua, and other Chelics of Yeshua. It's only a Chelic of the Yeshua. It's it's a part of the Yeshua. It's that, it's that part of the Yeshua that you're living in. However, the Tzipi'i Yeshua, the longing for Yeshua, Kailalas as kol ha'or ha'ein soifi shal ha'yeshua. It contains within it all of the infinite light of the Yeshua. It goes on and on. That's contained in the tzipiyah, in the longing. It's not limited by my experience in the tangible world of the Yeshua, which is a piece of the Yeshua. It's a dream. It's a longing for something much bigger than the piece of the Yeshua that I'm in right now. So we... we, we, we everybody here is, 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 uh, is still single? <laughs> Besides, there are the married guys here. Okay, so there's a time in life where we're, we're, we want very much to get married and to have a family. And then once you're married, Bez Hashem, so you're dreaming about being able to have children to raise a family. The dream of having the kids, of getting married and having the family, is infinitely bigger than having them. Not because you're not going to enjoy them. Let me, give it, let me paint this for you in a certain way. How long have you been married? Two years. He's in the Levi. Two years already, Sean. Good. So listen. Let's say you have a father and a kid, father and his son, and they're walking. It's a beautiful day in, in the fall, and they're walking in the beautiful trees leaves on the floor and the two of them they're holding hands and there's a painting of this a beautiful accurate painting or a photograph of the father and the son walking through the forest on a beautiful day in the fall in the autumn and somebody was able to capture that on film and you you see that in the store and it and it takes you and you and you buy it and you hang it up and then something amazing happens. You're going someplace one day, and, and, you, and you see that man from the picture, from the painting. And you run up to me, and you ask me, I have to, I have to tell you something. You're, you're on my living room wall. You and your adorable little kid. You're, I said, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come over. 
So you invite him over, and he sees the picture of him and his kid. And you say, you know, you don't, and you tell him, you don't know how I'm inspired by this. I want to be a good father. I'm so inspired by this. And he tells you, I got to tell you the truth. I'm sorry. I remember that day. And, 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 and his hands were sticky with some filthy lollipop that he found in the dirt. I just thought, I just finished yelling at him for around 15 minutes how he's a, he doesn't stop making me crazy with the, this and that. And, and he looks like he was, I was dragging him because he wanted to stay and I was pulling him because I had to get him to the doctor's appointment. At the doctor's appointment, he kicked the doctor in the face and he, and he it was spitting in the nurse's face. How's your kid doing now? It was, it was good then. That's how it was good. Yeah, my kid now is 18. He's in rehab. <laughs> I haven't seen him in two years. So what do you do with that painting? Chaval. No? You look at the painting. See, so Shkai, Shkai. And the guy goes away and looking at this painting. This was your inspiration. For a long time you were inspired with this. You're going to be a great father. You're going to be like this father. And, and you and your kid, and you have such a relationship. And then you look at this, and then you see the person. And there's such a gap between the reality and the painting. The difference between the tzipia and the Yeshua itself is not, God forbid, that we should be cynical and to think that the Yeshua is not really going to be great. But whenever you're in the Yeshua, you're only in a chelik of the Yeshua. And if you ask that father with this kid in Rehab, do you love your kid? With everything that he's put you through, he'll close his eyes and start to cry. And he'll say, I wouldn't give him up for anything. Good. With all the with all the aggravation and disappointment, I wouldn't give him up for anything. I love him. So that's funny. And that takes you back into the painting, right? You see, that moment of that of that person's Yeshua of the Father's Yeshua, that moment in the, of the painting that was caught, still life, it was only a chilek of the bigger picture of a father and a son. It wasn't the whole thing. It was a chilek of it. Chilek. The chilek of something is always disappointment. It's just, it's not it. The chilek is a disappointment. Because you're only holding on to a piece. But when you bring that farther into something deeper than the chilek, and you say, forget about that day in the forest. The kid was making you crazy, and the rehab makes you crazy. The altogether picture of you and your son. Ah, it's a great issue. When I had him, and I used to look at that as being a big issue in my life. It's hard, but it's a issue. <clears throat> the tzipili issue is a connection to the entire thing. It's the picture. Being in, it's being in that picture. Somehow when Mashiach comes, we're going to be able to live in that, and it's going to be in the picture all the time. We don't know how that works. Therefore, we can only talk about it. We don't know what it means. It's, it's going to be like that. It's going to be like that. You know, when you get to your shalim, if you haven't been there a long time, and, you, and you're, in the, you're in the car, and it comes around the, it comes around the bend, and you see Bruch Ma'abayim, and you come to your shalim, that, that beautiful, that beautiful, beautiful look of Yerushalayim and you haven't seen it in a long time. The next day, you're just like another yokel walking around, being annoyed like it's some guy at the bus stop, you know. 
You don't even you don't even lift up your head to see that there are mountains anymore. Nothing. Doesn't mean anything. It's chaval. The word chaval itself means chaval. Chaval nachla means a piece of something. Doesn't mean the whole thing. Doesn't mean the whole thing. It's chaval. It's a chaval. Chaval means also a rope, but it also means like a chaval. It's a peace. The peace is never it. It's part of it, but it's never the whole thing. So the tzaddik is saying, he built his safe with love. Not always going to take so long. The, the beginning of something you have to work through it very carefully. he built his safe with Yeshua is a continuum. It goes on and on. It's composed of many, many pieces. He called Gilu Yeshua ena ela chelik she Yeshua. But any Gilu of that Yeshua is just a chelik. It's a piece. It's that moment caught on camera. Ulamat zipir Yeshua, but it's zipir, the father dreaming of having a child. Or this same father dreaming of when his child will be well and back with him. That's Kalelis' call, or Ha'in That contains within it the infinite light of the Yeshua. Not a piece of the Yeshua, of the whole Yeshua. The whole Yeshua which doesn't end. And relative to this, when we think of it, we understand this. The further away the Yeshua is, obviously, the more intense is the Tzipiyah, is the longing. It's ironic. So the further you away, the further you are away in Metzias from the Yeshua, in Pnimias, in a certain way in Pnimias, you're more connected to the entirety of the Yeshua. Because the Tzipiyah is much more intense when you're far away. That's that's the nature of a person. Usoid ni'imus hagolus shalifne ha Yeshua. And Rabbi Yaakov says, this is the mystery of the pleasantness of the ni'imus of golus, the sneha Yeshua. Before the Yeshua, there's something very beautiful about golus. There's something that's so beautiful about golus. The Chazal tell us that in, in a certain way it's going, to be, it's going to be hard for us to let go. I mean, we see it's hard for us to let go. But even when, even when Mashiach is here, there's going to be some reluctance. It's, it sounds crazy. Because there's something about Golas that Gula doesn't have. There's something about Golas that Gula doesn't have. What Golas has that Gula doesn't have is not having. And wanting. You follow? Golas has that. Golas has not having. It has not having but wanting. And, and wanting is something which is infinite. Touches upon something which is infinite. But I thought in most Mashiach will, will be able to experience that CP, like everything will be this. We're not going to understand that until we're in it. But Chazal tells us that on the way, it will be Mashiach. 
Chazal tell us that on the way out of uh, on the way out when we leave Golis, on the way out of Golis, we're going to take one last look back. We're going to stand on, stand on a certain mountain that separates between Golis and Ezezel, between Chuzlars and Ezezel. And we're going to give a, one look back at Poland, and America, England, Persia, and Morocco. Kol Mekarmis Pizurain. We're going to give a, lo- a, a one look back. It's called Har Amana. The name of the mountain is Har Amana. Chazal tells us. the Medrash and Shirshim. Har Amana. Mountain of faith. And we're going to stand on that mountain and we're going to look back. We're going to look back at Golis and there's going to be a certain feeling of nostalgia. A certain sadness. Because then we'll understand how much we accomplished in Golis. How, despite everything that took place in Golis, we continued to have Amunah. The Gula will not require Amunah, because when the Gula will come, it will be clear. Everything will be clear and open before our eyes. Chazal say about the days of Gula, they bring the Pasik in Kahelas, that the days of Gula are called Yamam Sha'in Behem Chayfes. I know. It's a Lukasha that you asked. But the days of Gula are called, in, certain, in a certain way, Yom Sha'in Baham Chayfetz. Chayfetz means a longing. Days without longing. Because we're going to have it. So Chazal say the amazing thing that we're going to stand on Har Amana and we're going to look out over Golas, meaning we're going to see not just the next mound, we're going to see like all, the, all that we went through, everything that we went through. And we still remain Maminim. And we're going to realize that there was something that we had in Golis that, that we're going to feel. Again, it can change later on. But we're going to feel that there was something we had in Golis that we'll never ever be able to have again. The infinite longing for something that you don't have. A lot of marriages sour and become boring and are even ended because they have and as long as they didn't have it's the Indian of the Arison as long as they didn't have there was a certain life there was a certain fire and an imagination that's without an end Once it becomes, once it becomes part of reality, a physical reality, the moment something descends from the imagination, from the mind, into the physical reality, it's in danger of losing that, of losing that part of that light. So you could, you could, forgive me for using a muscle that's not so refined. You could have a guy 
and he's meshigya for this girl. It's meshigya. And he sees that there's a guy that's dating that girl. He says, if I would be dating this girl, if I marry this girl, I'd be the happiest guy. I would, I, I, I would never leave home. And whatever happened, happened. It's a whole chagad year. He ended up, he had, and this guy ends up with the, he gets the girl. It happens in movies like that. <laughs> Not so much in the Matthias, but that. So he gets the girl. There's a famous writer who wrote a short story about this. I don't want to say a name of unholiness, but there was a famous writer who wrote a story about this. The guy got the dream girl, you know? And then, and, the, and unbelievable, and then, like, after a little bit, they're married. He noticed that she has, like, a little wart on her nose. It was there all the time, he just didn't notice. Now he knows there's a little wart. Like clinic guy. And the story is about how he, he lost his sanity over that. He went crazy until all he saw was the wart. That's all he saw, he couldn't see the girl. Just saw, like, one big wart. That happens a lot. That happens all the time. <clears throat> if you ask him what, what was the tzipia, what was the longing, ah, the longing was Gavaldi. What about the Mitzias? No. It's a wart. What do you mean it's a wart? There's a lot of other things. It's a wart. It's a chalik of the Yeshua. A chalik is never. A chalik is very, very hard. The secret to a successful marriage, of course, is when people are married and they're still at CP. That's not for them. That's not for them. But that's, that's with all relationships. <clears throat> and it's bechlal, with everything in life. So he says that, This is a strange sentence. This is the mystery of the ni'imus of galus. Something pleasant about Gullus. An intense longing. That state before the Yeshua. Pre-Yeshua. And in the future, one will already be in Yerushalayim, There'll be Mizgal Marfeya. Hashem will then show us retroactively. He'll take us back in, in time and show us how how beautiful that was. All that Hashem did with us, with His holy people. And how all of those years He was holding our hand. We don't we don't see that. We don't know. He'll show us. He'll show us, and we'll see then clearly why everything had to be that way. And he'll show us every step along the way that he never left us, just as we never left him, despite the difficulties that we made for him as his children and the aggravation we had from him, Kivyachal, as our father, that we didn't feel that he was giving us and caring for us. And so. There'll be a Ni'imas looking back and seeing what was. During that time of Tzipiyah, of longing. So you know, we'll stop here because then the next paragraph needs a lot of work. So, in the meantime, can someone take a Christ to hold on to the pages? That it shouldn't be me. So, Yitzhak, maybe you could, for somebody, I'm the one who could hold the pages.
and then we'll try to see if it's possible. Is there a volunteer to talk to Rabbi Chalap about how to get the swarm? If you can get, yeah, so I'm talking about, remember the first chalik, my yonah has shu with the seat. If you can get it. It could be that they have, it looks like they have one here, two there, different stores, but I'll look again.